Episode 4, Who is Ham? Well, we know Ham is not Shem. There are two different nations, two different brothers, two different missions. So we know from Shem, we went through some of the lineage there, going from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob to the 12 tribes of Israel to Judah particularly, which is where the Atlantic slave trade um, descendants came from. And from there, we went through uh, David and then David through uh, Yeshua Jesus coming through the line of Judah. Now, Ham is a different entity, a different uh, continent from these two sets me free from Shem. In fact, we know Ham today to be Africa, but the actual continent was actually named Alkibula. And Alkibula meant the land of the blacks, uh, the land where the mother of mankind began at the Garden of Eden. And this is what Alkibula was was known for until the Europeans came and colonized it and they changed the name from Alkibula to Africa. And so this is the descendants of, of Ham. And we know Ham had four sons, Cush, which is Ethiopia, Egypt, Phut, which is Libya, and Canaan. And so these were the four sons of Ham. Genesis 9 and 20. And Noah began to be a husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and got drunk, and he was uncovered in his tent. Ham, the father of Kenan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers. He went and told Sham and Japheth what was going on. Well, Sham and Japheth, of course, came back and they took a garment and they laid it over their father's nakedness and they had their faces uh, away from their father so they could not see his nakedness. So when Noah woke from the wine, he knew what his younger son, Ham, had done. So he cursed Canaan. He did not curse Sham. He cursed one of Ham's son, sons, which was Canaan. And so for a very long time, those on the Atlantic slave trade, we were told a lie that we were the cursed that something was wrong with us, that God had a punishment upon us. And so they just lumped us into Ham's descendants and we had nothing to do with Ham. Ham is a totally different nation from the nation of Sham. So God cursed Canaan. That's the only lineage that he cursed at this particular time was Canaan, not Sham, not Japheth, not even the brothers, not even Cush, Ethiopia, Egypt, or Libya. He cursed Canaan, and that's very important to understand. Zondervan Dictionary defines Ham. Ham, the youngest son of Noah, born probably 96 years before the flood and one of eight persons to live through the flood. He became the progenitor of the dark races, not the Negroes, not Shem, not the Shemites, but the Egyptians. Ethiopians, the Libyans, and the Canaanites. This is Ham. This is Akubula. This is Africa. There's even DNA evidence. The DNA haplogroup for Shem or the Negro race is E1B1A. The DNA haplogroup for Ham, the Hamites, is E1B1B. Two different nations, two different people, and as you go through the scriptures, you'll begin to see, as we discussed before, Israel, the ten tribes, Judah, the two tribes, which included Judah and Benjamin, throughout the scripture. And 
when you begin to understand who Ham and Japheth are, you begin to see who exactly the Shemites, Judah, Israel, were fighting against, who they were going into war with all the time, who was constantly, you know, getting into to wars with and, and, and stealing this and stealing that and taking it back and stealing again, going back and forth. This under this understanding who the lineages are, you begin to under, understand the scriptures. Oh, okay. When you're reading the scripture, you'll say, oh, okay, so that's Israel fighting against the Philistines. Okay, the Philistines came from, oh, that's from Ham. And so it begins to come together and understand at the Bible in a more clear perspective because you understand exactly who is who and who we are. The African Americans, those in the Atlantic slave trade, we're not Ham, we are Sham. The DNA evidence proves it. Also, it's defined. The scripture defines two different groups. And a lot of times when we see black, we think, oh, black, black, black is great. But everyone that's black is not of the same lineage. And so we can't lump everyone that's black together. You just can't. There's a difference and we have to understand what that difference is. So Genesis 10 and 6 clearly tells us that Ham had four sons, Cush, Egypt, Phut, and Canaan. This was his four sons. Now the scripture goes on to say that Cush had a very, uh, very uh, important uh, son. Uh, his name was Nimrod. And the Bible says in Genesis 10, and 10 and 8 that he began to be mighty one in the earth he was a mighty hunter before God and even as Nimrod the mighty hunter he was he was just prolific in, in what he did and so again there are books that are not a part of the Bible and there are books out there that were not canonized like the book of Jubilees as we discussed before there's another book out there called Jasher and there's also another book called Enoch. And these books, again, were not canonized, but they give you the details. They give you the significance of what was taking place during the times of these different nations forming, understanding clearly who they are, what they are, and pretty much how they began and how life began for each of these, these, these nations. And so Jasher 7 and 23, it says, Cush, the son of Ham, the son of Noah, took a woman in his old age. She bore a son and they called him Nimrod. So Cush, in his old age, he had a son, and he was so happy that he was able to, in such as in such an you know an old age, to have a son, and so he named him Nimrod. And at that time, the sons of men again began to rebel and transgress against Elohim. And the ch child grew up, Nimrod grew up, and his father loved him exceedingly, for he was a son of his old age. Jasher seven twenty four. And the garments of skin which Elohim made for Adam and Eve when they went out of the garden were given to Cush. So when Ham had his, his firstborn son, Cush, he gave him the garments in secret. And they were with Cush many, many days. So now Ham has his firstborn son, Cush. He gives him the garments from Adam and Eve. Follow me now. And so he's keeping these garments. So Ham is... I guess is favoring his, his son Cush, and so he has these garments. They're in secret. The other, the other kids, the other, other um, brothers and all do not know about these garments. 7 and 29. 
Cush also concealed them from his sons and his brothers. And when Cush had his son Nimrod, he gave Nimrod the garments through his love for him. And Nimrod grew up, and when he was 20 years old, he put on those garments. Nimrod became very strong when he put on those garments. And Yah gave him might and strength, and he was a mighty hunter in the earth, a mighty hunter in the field. So now, Adam and Eve, we know they sinned in the Garden of Eden, and so God made them, you know the story, these garments and with these garments they fled from the garden of eden for their disobedience so now we're seeing that cush had these garments and cush is now giving these well i'm sorry ham had the garments ham and secret gave the garments to cush and then cush gave the garments to nimrod and when nimrod put on the garments he became like almost a different person and we have to we have to understand why he put on these garments from Adam and Eve. So we need to go back to Genesis 3. Genesis 3 and 1 says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which God made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye should not eat of the tree of the garden? So now this serpent, and the Hebrew lexicon defines serpent as a crafty tempter. So a crafty tempter. So this serpent this thing is in the garden we know in genesis 2 16 through 17 god had already told adam he says hey eat any of the eat any of eat of any tree but do not touch the tree of knowledge of good and evil don't touch it just leave it alone so now this serpent this crafty tempter is coming and he's talking to to eve and saying hey you know why can't you eat of the tree of the garden you know and so eve says well we may not eat we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, God says, you should not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And die he means, die here means inflicted by God. So my question is, if this is a serpent, and we've been told that this serpent was a snake, why was he talking? We know animals cannot talk, you know, to, to, to humans. So first of all, what was this thing? He was talking to Eve. He was asking her a question that he already knew the answer for, but he was trying to trying to play with her psyche, trying to play with what she was already told uh, to do and not to do. And so he's asking her this question, and I'm thinking, okay, do animals supposed to talk? What is this thing? Who is talking to Eve? And so verses Genesis 3, 4 through 5, the serpent said to the woman, you should not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be open and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So honestly, here in verses, uh, in verse five, the serpent was actually telling the truth. He was telling, yeah, he doesn't want you to eat this because you're going to know a lot more things that you have never known. And if you eat this of this tree, you're going to know the good, you're going to know the evil. And it's almost like a baby that's you know innocent that comes out the womb. They don't know all of the evil of this world. They're innocent until they're exposed to it. And so God did not want Adam and Eve exposed to this good and evil. He only wanted them to be exposed to what was good. With this tree, with them eating of this tree, they were now being able to uh, understand what's not only good, but also what's evil. And not only that, the knowledge, and that's very important, the knowledge. God called it the knowledge of good and evil, which is understanding 
things that are that are supernatural, things that are, are not really of this world, things that are of God that no one really knows about unless you're of him. So this evil that he did not want them to understand or, or even partake in was the evil of pride, the evil of debauchery, the evil of unrighteousness, things that were anti-God, that were anti the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so this evil that God was trying to protect Adam and Eve from, from not eating up this tree, they told us this was a, a serpent, but it was not a serpent. This thing that was in the garden, I don't know if he actually came in and entered uh, and disguised himself as as a snake or as a serpent. But Eve was talking to a fallen angel. And that's what they did not tell us. Eve was talking to a fallen angel. That's who she was talking with. Because snakes don't talk. So why do we have all these pictures of you know, we have a white Adam, a white Eve, they're both naked in, you know, in the garden, and there's this tree with a snake running through it, and she's talking to an actual snake, and we've never ever questioned that. Okay, first of all, this makes no sense whatsoever. Again, there's truth out there, and truth wars, we're trying to figure out what that truth is, and there are other books out there will explain to us what is actually going on. So Eve was talking to a fallen angel. Remember we talked about Enoch and during the time after you know Adam and Eve you know was on the scene and then uh, Enoch came on the scene and he began to write a testimony. The things of what was happening in the earth which was dealing with those fallen angels. How they were coming down, they were seeing how beautiful uh, the women on earth were and they were actually mating with these women and having children. So Enoch, there is also a book of Enoch and Enoch was writing down the nitty-gritty. He was writing down all the things he was seeing. He was telling the Father in heaven. He's like, let me tell you, this is what happened. This, 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 and this. But not only that, but Enoch is very detailed. You know, Enoch, you know, he was such a man that loved God with all of his heart and that he wanted to do what was right. He began to write down and as a testament as to what was actually going on. Enoch 69. Enoch 69. one through two. After this judgment, they should be astonished and irritated, for it should be exhibited to the inhabitants of the earth. Behold the names of those angels. Enoch had names, he had receipts of the fallen angels that were in the earth doing all kind of evil and foolishness. The first who was Shem, Shemiaza, the second Artakifa, Three, Armin, four, Cockabeel, five, Turiel, six, Romeo, seven, Daniel, eight, Kael, nine, Barakel, ten, Azazel, eleven, Omarmos, twelve, Betrayal, thirteen, Basisel, fourteen, Ananiel, fifteen, Turiel, sixteen, Samsiel, seventeen, Yetiriel, eighteen, Tumiel, nineteen, Terel, 20, Rumiel, 21, Azazel. He had 21 names of the fallen angels. That's not it. He went on to talk about these are the chiefs of their angels and the names of the leaders of their hundreds, leaders of their fifties, and leaders of their tens. The name of the first is Yakon, the rebel. It was he who seduced all the sons of the holy angels, causing them to descend on earth, led astray, the offspring of men. The name of the second chief, Kisabel, 
who pointed out evil counsels to the sons of the holy angels and induced them to corrupt their bodies by generating mankind. So Kisabel, he was over the fallen angels and he was directing them to mate with the beautiful daughters on earth and to have children with them. Enoch wrote it all down. He had names. Again, he had the receipts. The name of the third chief was Gadriel. He discovered every stroke of death to the children of men. So, so these angels are strategic. And so we've been told, oh, there's Satan, there's this devil. But it's much deeper than that. This is literally an organization. This is a regime of fallen angels who, have, who are strategic and who have chiefs who are assigned to do certain evil in the earth. Enoch wrote it all down. And this is part of, this is why God did not want Adam and Eve to eat of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil because they would understand and know all of this. He didn't want them to know about this because these evil angels that, that were thrown out of heaven, they were on a mission. And so that's why he was saying, you know, stay pure, stay holy. You don't have to worry about any of that as long as you don't touch this tree. Because once you eat of this tree, you will be exposed to the knowledge of good and evil. And that's not what God wanted them to be part of. The name of the third chief is Gadrell. He, dis he discovered every stroke of death to the children of men. He seduced Eve. Gadrell seduced Eve. She was not talking to a serpent. She was talking to a fallen angel. Enoch wrote it all down. Enoch 69 and 7. Gadrell seduced Eve and discovered to the children of men the instruments of death, the coat of mail, the shield, and the sword for slaughter. Every instrument of death to the children of men. From his hand were derived to them who dwell upon earth from that period forever. It goes on. Another chief, Panimu, he discovered to the children of men bitterness and sweetness and pointed out to them every secret of their wisdom. He taught men to understand writing and ink and paper. So the people on earth learned to write because of the fallen angels. This is what God did not want us to know. He did not want Adam and Eve to know. Verse 12, therefore, numerous have been those who have gone astray from every period of the, of the world, even to this day. For men were not born for this. Thus with pen and with ink to confirm their belief, since they were not created except that like the angels, they might remain righteous and pure. Nor would death, which destroys everything, have affected them. But by this, their knowledge, they perish. And by this also power consumes. The name of the fifth chief, fifth chief Keshadi, he discovered to the children of men every wicked stroke of the Ruach, of the spirit and of devils, the stroke to the embryo in the womb to diminish, the stroke to the Ruach by the bite of the serpent, and the midday stroke of the offspring of the serpent, the name of which is Tabiat. This is what God did not want us to know. Science, the evolution, said we came from apes. The more knowledge that we, we get, the further we have come, we have come away from God. The experience. The experiments, We've, we can change our eye colors. We can determine the sex of our baby before it's even formed. Stem cell research that takes the, takes the stem cells from, from aborted babies and, and stem cells from other people and, and, to, and to make things and to, to find cures for this and cures for that. Where the, for God was like, I don't want any of that. 
Adam and Eve, you didn't need any of that. You were pure and holy. You didn't need, there was no need for, for, for diseases, sickness. There was no need for, um, for anything, to even be clothed. They were, they were running around but naked because they had no shame. They were living free. All they had to do was not touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't touch it. Even today, even throughout history, there's been numerous, numerous um, instances where people have been taken off the streets, kidnapped, missing, all to do experiments. And there were known facts, especially on us black people, we were experimented on just to see if certain diseases, you know, was contagious. And they would experiment on us to see if, you know, if certain things, if certain medicines will, will make us fertile or not make us fertile. They would, they would experiment on us black people. This is what they did to us. This is what God did not want us to know. And Enoch 69 goes on and tells us different chiefs, the different fallen angels. You know, they had they had the first 21 angels. And the 21 angels, there were chiefs. And these chiefs had assignments, assignments of evil. So when you're walking in this earth and you're saying, my goodness, why are things so bad? It's because the fallen angels are on their on they're on their job. They're on their job. They are strategic. We just, we're just been taught that there's this Satan, there's this devil that's doing all this stuff. It's not just you know, a devil. It's not just a Satan. It is a regime. It is strategic angels that are set forth. They all have a mission. They're chiefs. The chief has a mission to do evil in this world. Yacon, he has seduced all the sons of the holy angels, caused them to descend on earth, led astray the offspring of men. Kisabel, pointed out evil counsels of the sons of the holy angels and induced them to corrupt their bodies by generating mankind. Gadriel discovered every stroke of death to the children of men, every stroke of death. Penamon discovered to the children of men bitterness and sweetness, depression. It's all strategic. He also pointed out the secret of their wisdom, writing, inks, and in paper. And so we have been told, oh, you know, science, and we can build all these beautiful buildings. But that was never God's original intent for us. That was not his intent. We had no need for that. We had no need for colleges. We had no need for any of that because it was not needed until Adam and Eve took of that tree that was forbidden for them to take. And it goes on. Kisadeh, he discovered to the children of men every stroke of death of the spirits and of devils. So it goes on and talks about the different oaths, the different oaths that these angels had taken to make sure that anything and everything that God said, they'll do, they will do just the opposite. They will do just the opposite. That's why God had to send the flood because he had to send the flood to destroy, you know, remember I was telling you they were, uh, they were, the fallen angels were messing with uh, the women and with animals. And so he had to send the flood to destroy what these fallen angels had to, had, uh, had created. And so Adam and Eve were in this garden and basically a fallen angel had some kind of way determined how to um, breed with a snake or a serpent, whatever it was, and was able to deceive 
Eve and of course Adam and Eve were both deceived through this and so now we're, we're, we're fast forward and given the history of, of, of what Adam and Eve were doing and now we have Nimrod here Nimrod is taking these clothes that were given to, to Adam and Eve because of their disobedience they didn't need these clothes at first so now you know Ham has these clothes these garments Cush has these garments and now he's given these garments to his son Nimrod and so Nimrod you know would put these garments on he would fight he was a great hunter he would get out there and he would fight and he had such strength and he, he would whatever battle he was in he would win it and when he was 40 years old he went to battle with Japheth and he destroyed them. He even took some of their children to be, you know, to be his slaves, to, to work for him. And so all the nations began to, to look at Nimrod as this mighty, mighty warrior. And they began to literally worship him. They began to bow down, bring him gifts, bring him offerings. And they began to call him Lord. They began to call him King. This is what Nimrod, again, he's putting on these garments from Adam and Eve, that the garments that covered their shame. You know, the knowledge and the wisdom that God did not want them to know. Now they knew. And so now this has been passed on from Ham to Cush now to Nimrod. So Nimrod has on these garments. Like, are you serious? And so at this time, all the earth was of one tongue and words of union. But Nimrod did not go in the way of God. He was more wicked than all the men before him from the days of the flood until those days. They would say, from the wicked goes forth wickedness. That's what they would say about Nimrod. He was so wicked. Again, taking all the things of this world against God, in his own mind thinking that he is above everyone because he has this special strength, that he can do whatever he wants. And so as Nimrod is doing his thing, He's ruling, he's reigning, he's killing, he's destroying. Keep in mind, the nation of Shem is being formed. Also, the nation of Japheth is being formed as well. So guess what? Nimrod hears of Terah having a son. We know Terah, the father of Abraham. So God had to stop him because Nimrod was trying to kill Abram. As a child, as a son, he was trying to kill him because he knew he knew something was different about that, 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 that Abraham. He knew something was different. So he actually, they actually had to, to fake a son. So they faked a son. And so Nimrod thought he had Abram. And he didn't have Abram. So he took Abram thinking it was Terah's son. And he smashed, he smashed uh, Abram's head into the ground to kill this, this, this son. And so he walked away thinking, oh, I killed, I killed Abram. He didn't. It was a substitute. They, they tricked him. And so Nimrod is literally getting beside himself. He, he, he's going out of control, like literally just, 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 just literally thinking he is God himself. Again, that's why God did not want Adam and Eve to eat of that tree or the knowledge of good and evil because you begin to know all of these things about these fallen angels, what their purposes were, what they were doing in the earth. He did not want us to know about this. Jasher 9 and 20. King Nimrod reigned securely and all the earth was under his control. And all the earth was of one tongue and the words of union. And Nimrod got together with Put, Egypt, Cush, and Canaan with their families. 
listen, this has nothing to do with Shem. They said, let us build ourselves a city and in it and in it a strong tower. It's top reaching to the heavens and we will make ourselves fame so that we may reign upon the whole world in order that the evil of our enemies may cease from us, that we may reign mightily over them and that we may not become scattered over the earth due to wars. This is what Nimrod is doing. He's he built a tower of Babel and he's saying, you know what? I want to build this tower so high up that I want it to go so high up that I want to go into the heavens. I mean, this is how bold he became. He he was but he went literally he went he went bananas. He wanted to to descend into the heavens. He wanted to act like he literally was he literally was a god. Jasher 9 and 26. And these people and all the families divide themselves in three parts. The first said, we will ascend into heaven and fight against him. They said, fight against God. The second said, we will ascend to heaven and place our own Elohim there and serve him. Can you imagine? The third part said, we will ascend to heaven and smite him with bows and spears. They're talking, this, talking, they're talking about what they're going to do to God. This, they, the whole point of building this Tower of Babel. Again, this was Nimrod, Put, Egypt, Cush, and Canaan. This is what their families were doing. This they, they got in groups and saying this was their objectives. So Elohim knew all their works, all their evil thoughts. And he saw the city and the tower which they were building. They said, let's cast our arrows toward the heavens. Let's cast our arrows toward the heavens. Literally, they were trying to, to strike and to kill the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Like, who does that? This is, this is, this is what Nimrod and the descendants of Ham were doing. They built the Tower of Babel to reach into heaven, to disrespect, to discard the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Verse 37, And they ceased building the city and the tower. Therefore he, placed the, he called the place Babel. For there God confounded the language of the whole earth. Behold, it was at the east of the land of Shinar. And so God was like, okay, I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you. Go ahead. Build this thing. Build, build this thing. And I will show you what's going to happen. God was not playing with them. Verse 39 says, And many of the sons of men died in that tower, a people without number. First of all, there's no one more powerful. There's no one more greater than the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this is what Nimrod, he built a tower. He built a tower to heaven to literally fight against a God, fight against God, to send arrows to shoot up to the sky, to keep, to, to build higher and higher and higher so they can actually replace the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob with their God. This is what Nimrod and the people of Ham were doing. These people are totally different than Shem, a different nation, a different breed. This is what they were doing. And so... Nimrod was just an unbelievable character. People loved him. They reverenced him. And the book of Jasher goes on to tell us that Esau saw Nimrod in the field hunting. And Jasher says that Esau 
after the Tau, after God after God confused the languages of the Tower of Babel, and many people died in that tower that day. Uh, Nimrod, he was out, you know, in the field hunting as he normally does, and uh, Jasher says that Esau saw him out there, and Esau came upon him and cut his head off, and that's how he died. And so the people were still, those who did not die in the tower, they were still, they still love Nimrod. They, they worship him to, to no avail. So it went on to say that, um, not in Jasher, but just in, just in, uh, just in history, uh, Nimrod was such a character. They loved him so much that they celebrated him. And December 25th was the day they celebrated Nimrod. Not only was it the day they celebrated Nimrod, but also it was the day that uh, Nimrod's wife, she basically said that she got pregnant, you know, and she had a, a baby named Tammuz. I'm not sure how she had the baby uh, if Nimrod was dead. But anyway, she had this baby and she named the baby Tammuz. And Tammuz uh, was a special uh, baby uh, and his birthday was celebrated on December the 25th as well. And so from December 25th, uh, we get the Romans who picked that particular day to celebrate the birth of Yeshua Jesus, which he was not born in December and he was not born on December 25th. But if you see the history of Nimrod and what they were doing, I, I don't think anyone would want to celebrate Christmas now or ever. I mean, Jasher 9 and 26 will tell you what Nimrod and the entire nation of Ham were doing. And they divided themselves up to try to conquer heaven, to try to conquer the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so these people, they revered this man. They revered Nimrod. Even after he died, they still celebrated him December the 25th. His wife had some child named Tammuz and his birthday December the 25th. And they celebrated these two figures, Nimrod and Tammuz, on December the 25th because they never wanted to forget him. And so now the Romans came in and they picked this day all the days of all these days they pick this day if you're a believer i would not touch christmas i would not put up a tree that's just my personal opinion i would not i would not buy gifts it's just if you understand the history of what nimrod was doing we should not be celebrating christmas and god forbid we should not have our children on the laps of a Santa that does not look like us, a Santa that has nothing to do with us. And Santa is actually, they said, if you put, if you, re if you scramble the words, it comes to Satan. So why are kids in the laps of, of this, this man that we know nothing about, has nothing to do with Yeshua Jesus, has nothing to do with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is Ham, and we're just getting started. We're just talking about Cush. We're just talking about his his son Nimrod Ham his first Ham's um, Ham's son Cush who he had at his old age Cush Cush had Nimrod Nimrod and got his entire family to build the Tower of Babel with the garments of Adam and Eve on this is very crucial to understand who everyone is who is Ham this is Ham as we seek truth please seek truth with us if you have questions or comments, email us at info at truthwars.com. We don't claim to know everything, but we serve and love the God who knows everything. So let truth roar, let truth reign, let truth speak, and let truth set you free. Truth roars, truth.